Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by 5-4 Club. Oh yeah, baby. You've heard of them. I know you have. You know why? Because they dress people like Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, Zac Efron, Aziz Ansari, Don Cheadle, and Adam Ray. Yeah. Well, let me tell you how I got to learn about 5-4 Club. I'm a dude who doesn't have time to shop, okay? Um, I don't really like to shop. Um, And what I do like are people who know clothes, who know style, and want to help people like me out, okay? When you sign up to be a member of 5-4 Club, for 60 bucks a month, only 60 bucks a month, here's what you get, okay? You get proven style, recommendations, and advice from top stylists who just want to make you look good and educate you on how to wear certain pieces. They're not trying to make your wardrobe for you. They just want to help educate you on how to create your vibe, your style. It's an easy sign-up process, all right? You go in, you personalize your style preferences, create a profile, and whether you're looking for clothes for the office, the club, just a chill weekend or whatever, 5-4 has you covered. There are four style profiles, okay? Classic, casual, forward, and mix. You create these, and the guys put together a box of dope clothes for you and send it to your place, to your doorstep, direct delivery, free shipping. Free shipping. So few businesses do that, all right? Go to 5-4 Club right now. Sign up. Become a member. It's only 60 bucks a month, okay? The only way to get this brand is to be a member, all right? You can't find 5-4 Club anywhere else. So you got to sign up, baby. Do you want to stand out in the crowd and not blend in like everyone else? Do you want to wear the clothes that Don Cheadle and Blake Griffin wear? Do you want to start getting compliments from girls you didn't think were even looking at you? I'm telling you, Brad even wears this shit, all right? They've got his size. They've got little Brad's size. I can't stress how dope this company is. I wear their shit. It's dependable. It's reliable. They throw you how-to-wear style suggestions, curated collections, selected by personal stylists. You're not a stylist, man. Get some help from dudes that know what they're talking about. Free size exchanges, free delivery, and easy style profile edits. Great styles that are on point and on season. You want shorts and a button-up? Cool. They got them. You want jackets and jeans when it gets colder? They got them. Go to 54club.com right now. Use promo code ALN to get a nice little discount off your first package, all right? Also, if you sign up for 54club this month, they've teamed up with Robert Geller. You know who Robert Geller is? Yeah, maybe named Best Men's Wear Designer in 2009. He's collaborated with Levi's, Common Projects, Yeezy Season 1. Robert Geller is thrown in a pair of his $200 shades for free when you sign up this month to be a member in 54 club. All right? So go to 54club.com, use promo code ALN, and start looking better, baby. And now enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Hey, everybody. It's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Oh, baby. Got a great episode today. Really pumped about this one. You guys might recognize this dude from MTV's Jerks with Cameras or MTV's Disaster Date or 21 Jump Street. And March 31st on CBS, you will definitely recognize him after this juggernaut of a show. He's starring in the new CBS one-hour drama comedy, Rush Hour. That's right, based on the movie with Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan, our guest today is the Chris Tucker, I guess, uh, role in the uh, TV adaptation. 
And our friend who's starring in the show and is our guest today on the About Last Night podcast is the one and only Justin Hires. You know, I met Justin at the Ha Ha Comedy Club about, oh, I don't know, six, seven years ago. Um, and he's one of those guys that just every time we see each other at clubs, we just high five, we smile, we shoot the shit. Just a good dude. But this was definitely the longest we'd, uh, we'd talked outside of a comedy club, maybe in general. Um, you know, seen him at auditions, not for the same part, obviously. He, uh, he being the funny, loudmouth black dude, and me being the, you know, uh, tall, obnoxious, uh, fratty white dude. Not going for the same parts. Um, but seeing him at auditions, always crushes it, always brings it on stage. His stand-up is great. If you see him in your city, go see him. Look up his YouTube videos on YouTube. Uh, and, of course, watch him in Rush Hour, March 31st on CBS. This interview was great. We get into so much stuff. His MTV VJ days, uh, how impressions helped him get a start in comedy, especially in elementary school doing Bill Cosby impressions, and then his story of getting uh, the Rush Hour show and and the rigorous filming days is uh, pretty fucking eye-opening as far as an insight into the business that uh, a lot of us comics especially just don't know about because we're not on dramas. Uh, anyway, this episode's great. You're going to love it. Uh, and get to know Justin Hires now because the motherfucker is going to blow up. Follow Justin on Twitter at Justin Hires. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. Follow Brad on Twitter at Funny Brad. And go see Brad in Cleveland, Ohio tonight through March 13th. March 10th through the 13th. Brad's at the Cleveland Improv in Cleveland, Ohio. Get your tickets at improv.com and go see Brad in Cleveland, Ohio at the Improv. And then go see Brad March 17th through the 18th, just two nights, in Columbia, Missouri, at Deja Vu Comedy Club. Brad Williams, Deja Vu Comedy Club, Columbia, Missouri. I will be performing in Los Angeles for the next uh, two and a half weeks, baby. A lot of L.A. dates, Comedy Store Improv, Laugh Factory, uh, the Electric Lodge in Venice, uh, the Irvine Improv. I will be headlining Irvine Improv in Irvine, California, March 15th at 8 p.m. Uh, come see me there in Irvine. Uh, all my tour dates at adamraytv.com. But I will be uh, headlining uh, coming up April 1st and 2nd at the La Jolla Comedy Store in San Diego, California. Get your tickets at ComedyStore.com and come see me, San Diego. I'm bringing my boy Avery Pearson. We're going to do some music. We're going to do some stand-up. It's going to be a different, fun show. Come be a part of that. La Jolla Comedy Store, April 1st and 2nd uh, in San Diego. And then, of course, end of April, I'll be at Laugh Boston in Boston, Massachusetts. First time there, April 28th through the 30th. Uh, Laugh Boston, Boston, Massachusetts, and right after that at the Arlington Draft House, May 5th through the 7th, baby, in Arlington, Virginia. Super pumped. Been there before. Uh, always a great time. Arlington, Virginia, the Arlington Draft House, Adam Ray, May 5th through the 7th. Bunch more dates are going to be added uh, thanks to the premiere of my TBS show, Separation Anxiety, which premiered on Tuesday. Uh, and it did great, man. I'm so pumped. So many of you watched it. All your Facebook messages, your emails, your tweets. Uh, it was really, really pretty cool to get all that support. Uh, I'm very proud of the show. It was super fun to make. Eliza crushed it. The whole crew, 5x5, the production company that created the show, and, and everyone involved, the writers, the PAs, uh, the producers, the, the guys who came up with the, the game show questions. Uh, it was a, a solid team effort. I'm super pumped and proud of it. TBS loves it, and uh, hopefully we get another season. And and, you know, it's just it's a unique twist on a game show that you haven't seen before. And uh, people have been really digging it, and I hope they continue to. Check it out Tuesday nights, 10 p.m., TBS, Separation Anxiety. Set your DVR right now. Of course, all the ALN merch is available at estoymerchandise.com, E-S-T-O-Y merchandise.com. Do you have your ALN shirts or mugs or hats or posters? 
because we got all of it at astoymerchandise.com. Commemorative ALM posters with a ton of our uh, amazing guests, uh, all, in, all in one poster. Uh, Roni and the Quave shirts, Titanic shirts, Life My Life shirts, hats, uh, mugs. Got a lot of cool stuff. Go check it out. Astoymerchandise.com. Get your ALM merch. Bring it to the shows. We'll sign it for you. So many more great episodes coming up. Our schedule for the next few weeks is jam-packed with more amazing guests. We've had a, a, a really solid run here with Divine, Beck Bennett, Dave Attell, uh, and now Justin Hires today. But, uh, man, just so many great interviews coming up. Uh, and one in particular, I think I, I tweeted this out, but um, I did the Howard Stern wrap-up show in New York last weekend. And, um, man, ended up uh, meeting Johnny Resnick, lead singer of the Goo Goo Dolls, in the lobby at Sirius Radio, went up and approached him again using the uh, the school of you don't ask, you don't get, uh, which I you know picked up from from my mom pudding. Uh, and I went up and just asked, hey man, I do this podcast, blah blah blah. We've had this person on, this person on. Would love to have you on and, and promote your new album that he told me he was doing uh, in a conversation we had previous. We had this conversation. I went into the elevator and then I was just like. God, I should go ask him to do the podcast. My buddy Adam French was with me. We were uh, attending a wedding for a, a friend of ours uh, in upstate New York the next day. And I'm getting, I go, God, I should go ask him to do the podcast, huh? He goes, yeah, why not? I was like, that's all I needed to hear. Uh, Adam French is one of my best friends of all time. Also a great yes-ander. Um, and, you know, a, a great peer pressurer, too. I mean, he's, he's the reason that I think I tried to jump off of a balcony sophomore year of high school to uh, Third Eye Blind's Jumper. Because um, because I got too drunk, you know. I think I was like twelve shots in <laughs> at seventeen, and and he was like, "Have another shot." I was like, "No," and he goes, "Come on," and I was like, "Okay." I didn't look at it like that. That's a great idea. Um, but he t- he convinced me to go talk to Johnny Resnick, and the Goo Goo Dolls are going to be on the podcast. That's what I'm trying to say. So look forward to that episode and many more. And uh, of course. Uh, get all the episodes at aboutlastnightpodcast.com. Subscribe on iTunes so you can get new episodes every Monday and Thursday, as we've been doing the last few weeks. We're going to try to get two episodes going a week uh, to give you guys more content because uh, you've been wanting it and we've been wanting to give it to you. That sounded creepy. That's all the merch info. Those are the tour dates. Those are the Twitter handles. Separation Anxiety airs 10 p.m. Tuesday nights on TBS with me and Eliza Schlesinger. DVR it. Watch it. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the hilarious Justin Hires. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down and... First, you're you're the, you're the Jackie Robinson of uh, YouTube. <laughs> you're the first black guy. I'm not the, maybe the Willie Mays. <laughs> <laughs> so like it's like you and that chocolate rain guy. Yeah. Or, or is he even black? I don't know. Um, it was. Yeah. I, I'm but white. I'm racist. When I, I got, hey, we all we all we all something. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say when I first got on YouTube, it was like '08 maybe. Yeah, yeah. Because YouTube popped in '05. Five? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I remember being in college when uh, my friend first told me about it. And the only black people I saw on YouTube that were comedians were Donald Glover and mm-hmm. Atheon Crockett. Yeah. And then me. Um, Shit. And, and so I had, like, videos go viral, like, super early. 
Mm-hmm. And then um and then I stopped doing them because I wanted to focus on my stand up and acting. Yeah. So I stopped doing them for like two years. And then I saw Spoken Reasons. Yeah. Uh, from the Heat. From the Heat. Yeah. That you did a movie yeah. with. And <laughs> I saw he had booked the Heat basically from YouTube. Yeah. And I was like, I need to get back on my social media game. <laughs> so I got back on YouTube, went viral again because I'm that nigga. And then, <laughs> by and the then, way, by the way, if you tell the sitcom that, yeah, just every say, white was, person would be like, hey, so what show are you? What, what shows are you watching? You know, I've been watching that sitcom. Which one? Uh, you know, uh, you know, it's the one with the uh, black family. Uh, yeah. it's on, it's on oh, the uh, uh, Gerard show. Yeah, no, 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 that's the other one. Blackish? No, 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 not quite. It's I'm that nigga. I'm that. Oh, I want to sing that theme song so bad. Yeah, it's like you want to, but you also want to be able to walk. And not feel in danger as you're walking down the street. So, what what does do, do you have you had uh, white friends? I had this conversation um, uh, with a black friend on the other day about the if the the exception for white people to ever say it. And I go, I don't think there is an exception. Mm-hmm. I think you're correct. Yeah, <laughs> I, I used to have a joke about uh, if you hang around white people long enough, they will say the n word. Uh, so funny. It's just a matter of time. It, it's just a matter. Of, it's like a ticking time bomb. Yeah. You know? So, so like they have the doomsday clock, and, exactly. and, and, and like so for white people, it's just like count down to n word. Count down to n word. Yeah. It's like, well, he's at he's at thirty seconds, but the clock has stalled. Wait, Nelly just released another album. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Because I, I was saying how, uh, dang, I wonder I stopped doing that joke. I just started back doing stand up. Yeah. I was going for six months shooting yeah. the show. Dude, I was telling. Well, we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. But before I stopped. Uh, to shoot shoot the show, I was uh, I was working on a joke about how basically the I had a uh, I was doing another show and the white guy on the show he kept finding clever ways to use the n word around me. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> he was like, "Oh, I just hate it when people say nigger." Oh! <laughs> just boil my grits. When, boil my grits. Boils my yeah. grits when people say nigger. Oh! <laughs> God damn it! I would never. I would never say. Nigger, just never. <laughs> that is not in me. You know, that's taught in the home. Do you know that? It's taught in the home. Wow. See, well, uh, that, he, he, he's doing what Trump's doing right now, where he's like, I would never say that Jeb Bush sucks dick. Yeah, yeah. I, I would never put I would that never out say there. That. <laughs> that's a good Trump. That's, that's all right. But you basically have to just focus on keywords like huge. Huge. And then, yeah. huge. yeah. I would, ne- I, I would never say that. Hillary Clinton was once in a gangbang in South Central Los Angeles. <laughs> like, no, like, yeah, it, oh it, it, you you just make sure that someone else says the bad thing, and then that keep, that gives you carte blanche. No, wait, I want to know works. what were your the videos you done on YouTube that went uh, viral? Because you do uh, a lot of impressions and characters, right? Like, that's kind of I do. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, I do. But what were the first things you started putting uh, out that the- you were like, all right, I'm gonna. Like, I think this is funny because uh, YouTube, for me, like, I was doing some sketch stuff in high school. And when I first started posting on YouTube, I'm sure you had the same mentality. You're just like, all right, shit, like, here we go. Like, f- telling people, hey, look at this shit. Like, look at me. I think this is fucking funny. And right. you got to start trying to build your brand and taking the good and the bad. And But obviously, people were way into it. But, like, so what was that stuff? Yeah. Uh, the first sketch I ever did 
was just me alone in the sketch, and it was basically the day in the life of Justin Hires, and it was right. just ba- the sketch was essentially me jerking off in different locations <laughs> in my house. <laughs> Dude, so, so simple, so, so true, yeah. so, so true. real. Yeah. So it's like my alarm clock goes off, and I of the Tiger is playing in the background. <laughs> and so it starts I mean, off. An now. underrated jerk off song. <laughs> right. Yeah. If there is, exactly. I want to see that infomercial, like the, like the same as you, like you remember the seventies? That was a magical time <laughs> to then, jerk it. Yeah, and then, and then like some. Guy just, some guy just comes out and he's like, man, I like to jerk off, but I mean, sometimes you, you just need that accompaniment. It's like you're with someone, but not really. Introducing Jerkin' Into the 80s. <laughs> Jerkin' Into the 80s. All your favorite Lionel Richie classics. <laughs> Lionel Richie. Uh, all right. So like, what were the locations? Um, one was, uh, of course, my bed. Yeah, of course. One was uh, sure. a closet while I was eating a sandwich. Jesus. Uh, That's a multitask on another yeah, level. One was under <laughs> under the kitchen table. Uh, <laughs> well, sure, you don't want people to put their feet on it, <laughs> right. so you're classy. You do it under the yeah. table. Yeah. I mean, you're you're just a gentleman as far as I'm, I'm a concerned. Gentleman. Yeah. One, one was in my living room while meditating. That's some Russell Simmons shit. Yeah, right it there. was some Russell Simmons stuff. So you just kept heightening the location. I kept heightening the yeah. location. And yeah, then yeah. one, oh, it was perfect. Oh my God. So I was going out in one scene to check the mail. Mm-hmm. And maybe the cop did it for me. I think I might have asked him. But basically, I go out and check the mail because in between me jerking off, I was doing regular stuff. <laughs> so I jerk off and then it'll cut to me eating cereal. And you'll see me <laughs> sure, jerking off not again. An animal. Then, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, so, and you will see the time elapsing throughout so the day. Funny, yeah. And uh, I was going out to check the mail. Um, and so that's re- one of the regular moments. I'm going to check the mail. And yeah. then a cop, police officer, drives by. While I start busting out, jerking off. Uh, and then it's like, whoop, whoop. And I'm like, oh. And then I run back into the house. <laughs> so that went viral? No. That was okay. the first sketch. The first sketch yeah. I did that went viral. That was the first sketch I ever did on YouTube. Gotcha. Dude, that's, a, that's a good one. And how was that? Right? Like, who yeah. did you send that to your folks? To like- yeah, I sent it to everybody. That's when even, like, chat rooms were still around. And I was, like, wow. I was like putting it in chat rooms. Wow. And people was like, I just wasted three minutes of my life. <laughs> So some people are going age, sex, location. You're like, hey, watch a video of me jerking off, and then like, and then like, some guys are hitting yes and going, okay, that was not what I wanted it to be. I wanted you to actually be jerking off, you son of a bitch. I'm sure someone did. The the first video I did that went viral was that's when Chris Brown and Rihanna had their situation. Sure. And so I wanted to do it, but I wanted to do it in a somewhat tasteful way. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. what I did was I, I put me and a girl in a Street Fighter setting. So I animated it. Um, oh, oh, I had like a, like a power bar. My friend yeah. knew how to do graphics. Yeah. And so we were live action, but like there was graphics. So I was like shooting out. She was shooting out like umbrellas. Like she was like, umbrella, umbrella. <laughs> and I was shooting out like double mint gum. I was like, double mint, double mint gum. Because that's when he had that endorsement. Yeah, yeah, double yeah. mint gum. Yeah, that didn't last long. Uh, no, no, it didn't. <laughs> Literally, that was the, the commercial ran in the week after he yeah. got into it with Rihanna. Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And so that was the first one that went Dude, by. Dude, topical right. shit is... What, yeah. Uh, I think still the way to go. I mean, yeah. that's why the anything that from SNL that really gets featured is like always obviously like political or, right. or whatnot. But um, yeah, like to to make a big splash, like you got to be commenting on something that's and th- and current. that's yeah, and that's got to be like you said, you want to be tasteful. That's got that's got to be hard when you're trying to think of a sketch. It's like okay. I don't want to do a sketch where it's like supporting anything that right. Chris is doing, but like, like, but you at the same time you want to walk that line and still be like kind of edgy, edgy, and, right? And, and and you know that when you put something out like that, there will, and you probably saw this, there will probably be some people that no matter what mm-hmm. are are gonna hate it just because of the 
to- of the topic matter. Right, absolutely. They they don't even care about the content. Yeah, but uh, that's, yeah, my that's, first you were we were way ahead of the game in that. My yeah. first uh, YouTube video that went viral was a two girls one cup reaction video. <laughs> I did Kermit the Frog again. Hey, uh, <laughs> to speak to your first one, jerking off two two girls one cup. Yay! Hey, and turn up. and. Uh, and it and it, I mean, dude, like six million hits in like a couple weeks. And I'll, again, two girls one cup was like the talk of the town for <laughs> a All those, a time yeah. frame in this country, which is bananas. And those two girls one cup reaction videos, the reaction videos. Right. Yeah, I mean, right? You remember when? Yeah, you, I, remember I, I was never. Never saw it. Yeah. I never. Where were you when it. you first saw two girls one cup? <laughs> I never watched it. I remember our I, parents I had the Kennedy it. assassination. <laughs> We have where were you and you saw two girls one cup. Sadly, so we true. yeah. So true. So you never saw it. Good for you. I never saw it. I think I seen a Lucky turtle. You. I seen a turtle head coming out, and I said, "Nope, that's enough." And then <laughs> I just stopped it right. Well, to let me just man. tell you that. I mean, you you stopped yourself from seeing a whole lot of stuff yeah. you can never erase because just us talking about it right now, I'm uh, seeing the whole video yep, in my head. Yep. Uh, I got I got about 15 seconds in, and the thing is, is I was watching it on a public forum. I was on the Man Cow Radio Show. And uh, Dustin Diamond Screech yeah, yeah, walks in and j- and he doesn't even say hi to me. He's just like, dude, check this out. And he j- and Dustin Diamond showed me two girls, one cup. And I, like you hear you on the radio, you just heard me going. Ah! <laughs> uh, you like, oh up, my huh? god, I couldn't take it. It's yeah. so uh, I couldn't it's take awful. it. It's is there anything? I mean, at this point too, there's the. The um, accessibility for crazy shit on the internet is kind of, dude. I watched a video today of a jaguar. Was it a jaguar or a leopard? Oh, sure. I mean, was it a one of those things that it a wasn't fo- a cheetah? Something that something that a football team's named after? I think it was a jaguar. Okay. Escaped in India and like mauled six people. Oh Dang. shit! And I see this posted. That's the tagline was just leopard escapes in India mauls people, and I was like. Fucking! I got a couple minutes to burn here at the airport, and I've never seen that, so I want to see that right now. And dude, it was. Are you now regretting seeing that? Oh yeah, man. Well, nobody died from it. But, oh, like, well, that's okay. good. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. That's always. I always walk away being like, all right, cool. No casualties, but like, yeah. Holy shit, man. Yeah, you you can go down a YouTube dark hole pretty quickly. Yeah, have you had, before uh, you reached uh, fame and fortune, have you had some dark nights here in L.A. where you just YouTube some sad shit? Uh, well, no. Uh, I just, that's when I watch my, my YouTube videos. And they're sad enough, some of them. <laughs> Dude, but like you're, you're, like you're one of these guys because now the YouTube star is a thing like mm-hmm. now like there's people that just make their money and make their living on youtube uh i got a couple that live in my building that girls like they wait outside and when i first saw the girls waiting outside of my building all the time i was like it's an athlete here right. is uh is, is like what the hell is happening here is a one direction member in my damn apartment complex yeah. and then, uh, no I, I asked them they're like oh we're here for the i don't want to say who but this YouTube dude, and it's like, wow. Well, you were saying when you and Spoken started uh, in Florida around the same time, yeah? And you saw him. Yeah. Well, well, not around the same time. Okay. I, I did YouTube stuff, I think, before, before he started. He did, yeah. um, and then we kind of connected because we were both from Florida. Right. Yeah. And then you were saying when you saw him get the heat, you were like, all right. I got to focus back from uh, stand-up and acting, right. you know, serious <laughs> shit. Right. <laughs> like, I, mean, hey, I get back on this YouTube Get kick. back on this YouTube. But it's not like oh, you stopped. Man. You just were like, I need to throw that back into the mix. Right, absolutely. Yeah. I was like, you know, I feel like uh, if you ain't 
if you ain't creating, you waiting. Yeah. Type thing. And, and so these days you gotta you gotta have your hand in all the pools. I feel like you do. Because uh, obviously, you, I think we first met at the Haha, probably. Yeah, right? probably so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then I think. And the next time I saw you after a handful of shows was MTV Jerks with Cameras, right? Jerks was, with Cameras. Was that yeah, only the yeah. first like TV uh, thing you got? No, I mean, no? I've done some other stuff. I had um, before Jerks with Cameras, I yeah. did Disaster Date. Oh, that nice. That was also MTV, so that was okay. the same production company. Yeah. Uh, so that might have been like the first kind of consistent TV gig I had. That was a prank Disaster show Day. too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know. I've like I watched a bunch of episodes of of uh, Disaster Date because that was one that uh, Jeff Keith was on too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and, the homie. Yeah, and then like I I was just amazed between that and Jerks with Cameras. I'm like, how? I don't know how you guys don't break because when you're doing that stuff and people are freaking out. I know that I'd be like, ah, it's a joke, it's a joke, it's a joke. Well, and, I did do that guys. one time because I was about to get my ass beat. And I was like, I can't get beat up on MTV. <laughs> because what happened? It was a middle finger prank. And, okay. I, and I walked up to random people and I was like, hey, I got something for you. And then I just flick them off. <laughs> and so like, I would reach in my Simple, pocket. Simple, effective. Simple and effective, yeah. right? And I did that to, man, he must have been like some Mexican gangbanger or something. Oh, and I was too close to him when I did it. Of course. And so he turned and he looked like he was finna try to sock the shit out of me. And I was like, hey, it's a prank show. Oh, <laughs> he was like, oh, man, I just got out of therapy. And I, I was trying to, I was like, oh. <laughs> And I said to myself, man, if one more person gets fucking two inches from my face Seriously. with a finger. Yeah. Seriously. Dude. And so, yeah. Man, my, my, my therapist told me not to take any more shit. So <laughs> right. then, like, you, you just come up. And I'm like, well, here's where I stop. Here's where I stop taking shit. But the producers are probably so pumped like, this is great tv yeah, let them hit you yeah they're jerking off in a yeah. truck somewhere like yeah yeah justin yeah this is great ratings 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 uh they really that prank shit is not, that prank shit is not going anywhere and it's like the envelope just continues to get uh i mean i think punk for mtv really like set the bar and then yeah. it's like but like the disaster date shit Seems almost even because you you would be one of the people on the dates with the chicks, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever meet with a girl that you were like, oh, she's kind of dope. I wish I didn't have to fuck with her right now. Or uh, yeah, I mean, I met with some attractive chicks, and sometimes the girls didn't overreact to me because uh, they found me attractive, and so they was like putting oh, up with my crap because yeah. they was like, well, he is still cute at the end of the day, oh, that's that's dude. There's and and as guys, we could all uh, we could all attest to this. There is a line of how much you'll put up with based on how attractive the other person is. Absolutely. It's like, oh wow, you're ridiculously hot. I'll absolutely listen to your dream and how you interpret the zodiac. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> that's true though. <laughs> you'll, you'll just put up with it, and yeah. So I'm I'm sure there. I'm sure there was a hope for some of the girls, like to look at you. They're like, "All right, well, okay, he he did just do the Mexican hat dance in front of our Mexican waiter, but I he I did a lot something. Yeah, what was the craziest shit you did? There? One of them, I had to like uh, pretend like I was a ninja, <laughs> and, and like I had like I was a perverted ninja, and like I took tampons <laughs> and tied them together like nunchucks. <laughs> And I'm like swinging on, and I was like, oh, I know karate, and I'm like just swinging tampons oh around. God. You do that. That's the type of shit you have to commit so hard to. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just because also this day and age, and even when the show was on, like there's been enough prank shows to where people can will start to assume like, okay, man, like this is too, this is even too crazy for <laughs> right what's yeah. happening right now. Right. Because yeah. I'm sure you had to bring up like. Casually, like, yeah, no, I used to be a ninja, right? Or like, what? Did See, the best thing about the prank shows were mm-hmm. they taught me how to be a better actor. Meaning, you have to be natural so yeah. you don't give away the prank. Right. So you have to kind of like play a very calm and kind of easier way into yeah. the crazy stuff. Right. If you go over the top too soon, 
then they're gonna be like, wait a minute, this is fake, something's going on. Yeah, yeah. you know, can't just sit down and the, wait- and the waiter comes over and says, would you guys like something to drink? And then you just pull out a uh, tampon nunchuck <laughs> yeah, exactly. and you're like, look what I can do! <laughs> exactly. like, you can't, you, you can't, exactly. you can't do that. There's a, yeah. So that, it helped me, it really helped me with my acting, actually. Did you take uh, acting classes when you got out here, or did you do it back in Florida? I took, well, I actually graduated from performing arts high school. Oh, shit. Um, yes, yeah, so I did theater performance in high school, and before that I was doing Shakespeare in the Park in the Tampa Bay area, because I'm oh, originally sh- from Florida. Um, so oh. I definitely have an acting background. How uh, how was the performing art? Pretty dope. It was great, I man. Mean, it's all so your focus is everything is uh, well, acting and voice and movement and all that stuff. Yeah, man. I mean, we you know they teach you Uta Hagen and all these different acting techniques and how to break wow. down monologues and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And uh, it was great, man. They let you yeah. cuss, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they was letting me do me. Were you the the funny kid in the class? I was always the funny kid. I, I won most humorous in high school. 12th grade, and I won most humorous in elementary, and Shit. I won most likely to be in a movie in middle school. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you won all, and you did you know what, though? I did it, right? That's Jump like Street, a, baby. Yeah, that's, but that's like a sense of pride. Hell, like, I, I, I won most likely to become famous uh, se- uh, senior year, and, like, I, like, call up the other girl, like, hey... What the fuck? I'm doing my part. Like, where are you? Like, He's like, like, well, I was voted most likely to go to a Baskin Robbins after graduation. Right. <laughs> and I, I did that. I was voted most likely to be a LeBron James side bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I succeeded. Well, you I know have what? a house in Malibu. <laughs> Kudos to you. Yeah. But yeah, like, it's weird how like you get voted that and then you almost feel like some sort of sense of responsibility. Like, well, I guess I have to. Yeah, exactly. I have people counting on me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it would be great if somebody did call you out for that like if you didn't make it and somebody like just hit you up on facebook like you just meant uh remember like 15 years ago you were voted most humorous in the sixth grade exactly uh, what the fuck what's what the going fuck on with that man because yeah. you got to realize there's a funny dude that works at fedex right now yeah, yeah. like he was probably voted you know for class sure class, dude and like yeah. he's, he's fucking now know. what were you doing in elementary school that was uh you know getting you this reputation and man the award? i actually remember the funniest joke this gonna this joke is gonna seem so probably stupid now <laughs> But of course. However, Remember, it's elementary. It's school. elementary yeah. school. Yeah. Okay, and this is when I knew I was a beast. <laughs> this is when I knew, yo, I got something. Yeah, yeah. We was I. Everybody was sitting in their chairs or something. For whatever reason, I dropped down on the on the on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. And my teacher was like, "Justin, get up." And I was like, "Get up, get up, get off that floor!" Everybody do the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> But in, when you're 10, I mean, that killed. I'm talking about it killed the crowd. You got, the audit, man, the students went crazy. You got everybody's chocolate milk at lunch. Everyone's I, just like, you know what? You take it. You, you take, earned I'm it. I'm telling you, Dude, man. what the fuck? Yeah, and then middle school was like the lunchroom. Middle school, I was like. Yeah. Lunchroom was my audience too, man. Yeah. That's a, yeah. I mean, that's when you got everybody. That's key demographics right Dude, now. hell yeah. Because <laughs> everyone's just, uh. Because there's a lot of people are eating their lunch, but it's like background music to like conversations, and yeah, everybody sure. wants to. Everyone wants to also like if something funny is happening, like people will go stand around tables yeah, and they shit. all want to yeah. be in on it. Usually, it's in a, uh, the place where also like there's the stage, right? So you have yeah. play, so you know. Yeah. Wait. So when you did this uh, dinosaur dance, did the teacher go, Justin Hires, shut the fuck up, or did I she think, join in? Or like, I think what? she. I think she actually started laughing, and okay, that's cool. when I was like, "Fuck, I'm good." And then actually in in. The first time uh, a teacher took notice in me was also um, fifth grade when I was 10. Yeah. My music teacher, was, she wanted me to be the host of like the big music production that, that we did at the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I didn't even know. I didn't know. I knew I was funny, but she saw that in me to be like, yo, 
we need to have him doing something. Um, so yeah, shout out to her, whoever she was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know her the name most or nothing. Influential person, yeah. <laughs> yes, Miss Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, Miss Bitch. I, I don't know why you're laughing. That's actually no. her name. Well, Miss, name. Miss Bitch could be the uh, the, the uh, teacher uh, or Dutch. PTA president in our favorite sitcom. What's it called again? Uh, <laughs> damn, I forgot the name of it. Uh, well, uh, fuck, that's not gonna help. I, I, that's I, I my. Know, that's my. Oh. That's my nigga. Yeah. <laughs> See, because like I because I don't want this tape to come up when I get a sitcom someday. Right, exactly. It's like, well, Brad Williams said the N word in a podcast. I didn't know. That's so. exactly what will happen. TMZ will be all over it. Wait, so did you? Because uh, when, when we did the show, the Comedy Store a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. you did an amazing Chris Rock. Thanks, man. And uh, and I can only imagine that that was also a part of like how you started to. Um, Make people laugh, right? Was impersonating, yeah. Whether it was friends or teachers, yeah, or- probably friends and stuff like that. And I think uh, my friend used to do. My friend Quentin used to do a Bill Cosby impersonation, and so then I kind of learned how to do Bill Cosby impersonation from him. Because you saw that it was killing. I saw it was killing. Yeah. I was like, oh, I gotta get in on yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Take this, make it better. Yeah. Uh, it works. <laughs> and so, uh, yes, and. so I started doing Bill Cosby, and then when I first started doing stand up, I didn't have no jokes, mm-hmm. uh, but I could imitate uh, people. But I mean. Yeah. Yeah, so but but now my comedy is you know I talk about my career, I talk yeah. about my family. I do we got a point of view now. Yeah, I got yeah. a point of view. Now. Yeah, I got some stuff Wait, to talk about. What was your? Uh, I mean, a Cosby, an elementary school Cosby impression. Or what? <laughs> <laughs> there you Mr. go, Cosby. That's all. That's, that's all you need. It's funny that just about everyone I see do do a Cosby. Yes, we're doing the voice, but when you do that voice, there's something about you put you start looking up. You got to do the Cosby face. Yes, you, you have to because you, you have to look up at the ceiling because that's the only way. I write bitches. That was a Cosby deep cut uh, by Justin Hires. Dude, that I'm joking. See, Shout but the, Cosby. the face I you guess. make though is amazing. Like that, you have like, to do it. Yeah, you just have to. Like I don't know. And there's what a staple. It is. There's a staple. There's like a handful of things you have to. Like you have to mention pudding pops at one point. You have to mention one of the family. Like when I used to do it. And you also have to mention Quaaludes now. Theo, don't be where I put my Quaaludes. I'm trying to get the pudding pop. All right, Justin, <laughs> you you play good Cosby. Okay, trying to tell Adam, who's playing current day bad Cosby, yikes, uh, how to uh, how to, like give him what some to advice. look out for. Yeah, yeah. What to look out? Uh, yeah, what to look out for. Okay, so, listen, Cosby. Hello, the, Cosby from the past. Uh, Cosby from the future. I need you to sit down. I'm, I'm sitting already. And I need you to listen to I'm listening. what... I'm listening. Okay, to Could what... I get a root beer? No, see, that's where the problem started. There's <laughs> the drinking and the sipping and the knuffing the D's and the pills and the this and that. Listen, what I'm trying to tell you is to just get... <laughs> the regular way. But I don't know how because my ways are different. I like putting pills in the food. <laughs> don't put the pills. don't put the pills in the food. You can't put pills in food. How else you supposed to trick them if you can't? Trick to get the pussy. You can't show them the pill and then say, take this. Cosmic. You this got is- to hide it in the pancakes. You don't. Listen, you got to understand that you're Cosby. You're already Cosby. You don't need to trick the bitches. 
and seed. Theo! <laughs> good Very job. Good. That's, That's good. good stuff right there. Yeah, teamwork. You should animate that, right? You should animate that. Hey, fans of the About Last Night podcast, do that. Just <laughs> An- animate it. We want to do the work. You was, guys do it. Yeah, please. Was was he uh, one of your influences? Yeah, man, I'm going to be honest yeah. with you, man. I grew up watching the Cosby Show. Come on, so did I. Dude. I think most people did. Um, Until yeah. a year and a half ago, he's... Like, it, you know what I mean? You didn't have to justify being a Cosby fan. Everybody was. Yeah, and, absolutely. And I think everyone still is a fan of the art. Art of, exactly. Of the art. Absolutely. Not so much the other stuff. Yeah. Right. But a fan of the art. And it's still safe to say that. You, you Like, it, it, I don't have any hesitation saying one of the greatest comedians of all time. Yo, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you would watch him. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, shit. I I'm mad. I can't watch Cosby Show on TV Land no more. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. I used to watch. I still until they started pulling it, I would still watch those episodes when they came on when I was at the house. And I'm talking as as for early as two years ago. You know, I would still be watching those episodes. So hey, we all know, we, it's, we but still it's watch Family Matters. So, still yeah. watch Family Matters, but yeah. it's unfortunate. You know what happened, and yeah. you know every, all that situation. But you know, but yeah, yeah. him as a comedian. Right. Yes, that I'm still a fan, and right. I still thank you. What was the first stand-up you saw that made you go, "Oh shit!" Like for me, it was Eddie Murphy. Where I, was, I think yeah. it might have been Eddie yeah. Murphy. I probably saw Eddie Murphy Raw. Yeah. yeah, Even before I saw Eddie Murphy Delirious. That was me too. Yeah, Eddie I, Murphy Raw. Yeah, and I think I was about to go to school one day. And it was on HBO or something. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? And there was no DVR, so you're like, I got to catch it now, or it, who knows? Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, I mean, that was just an ex- amazing experience to me. So, I would say, yeah, Eddie Murphy Raw was probably the first one. And then uh, you have something in common with Adam that I thought was fascinating, is that you guys were both uh, college DJs? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I know Adam's told a bunch of stories how, like, he would... He was up late at night, and he would do, like, crazy sketches, right? Well, my, my, my slot was midnight to 2 a.m., and I got the job based on – I just lied about having all sorts of other experience. <laughs> and they, want, they wanted you to intern for a whole semester before you got your own show. And I'm like, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Um, all I had to do was figure out eventually how to, like, you know uh, – you know, bring up the music and 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 screen calls, which mm-hmm. I wouldn't do, which is uh, what inevitably led to me being fired. Because I would just be like, "Look like looks like we got a caller. Let's take him." Like I was like, "There's like British guy coming over." Where I would just like, you know, use it to 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 practice stand up bits and have my friends from Seattle call in and like do games and shit. But it was midnight to two a.m. at USC because there was no comedy show, so it was mm-hmm. all music. And but it was like on the internet, it would it would broadcast to Greater LA. So it was like, why isn't anybody doing a comedy show? Mm, true. But uh, there, you know, you couldn't curse and shit like that, and, uh, I, and I would, and I got fired. The downfalls of radio. <laughs> <laughs> so yours, you did yours at? Uh, I did mine at Clark Atlanta University. Yeah. That's where I graduated. And I did it like freshman year, and then I did it a little bit senior year, and then MTV actually discovered me and hired me to be a video jockey. What? So they saw me, yeah. That's insane. MTVU. <laughs> MTVU. They, they found me. They, they hired me straight out of high school. I mean, I, I mean, out of college. And so while I was actually in college, they hired me. I went down to Cancun for spring break, and I was interviewing, like, Akon and Jeezy and Gym Class Heroes. What? Yeah, it was crazy, man. Then they flew me to New York to actually – they have something called the Woody Awards. So that's, like, MTVU's version of the uh, VMAs. Right, okay. And so I presented with Lupe Fiasco that time, at that time period. Dude. And, yeah, man, it was crazy. What uh – I mean, is that you think you've made it at that point? You get plucked from Radio DJ and called you like MTV Cancun, like this is what Pauly Shore did. Now it's Justin Hires. <laughs> now it's me. Well, you know what? I actually, I actually had an opportunity to be a full time um, VJ. VJ 
yeah. Uh, with MTVU. Mm-hmm. Um, but I decided to come out to LA and pursue my acting. Good move, wow. too. I mean, that's a good move. A tough move, but, right? Because oh, you get yeah. a little taste of that and you're like, it let me a, ride this out. It is a tough move, especially when you don't know nobody in LA. And I'm like, but I believe in myself. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Hey, dude. Though, man. <laughs> like, but I, man, I got rush hours. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. All, it's, it's okay. Man, like, and then do you. Like, did you ask your parents about that? Like, what should I do? Did they did, did, did they give advice? Yeah, I did ask my parents. But, you know, it was like, follow your heart and go with what's going to make you happy. And at the end of the day, I, I actually do still want to interview people. I like doing stuff like that. I you got that. great experience from doing it, I'm yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I still like interviewing people, but I just knew I wanted to focus on my acting first. And then, if anything, go back. Yeah. Because, so, I mean, even on YouTube, I had a little... um. Web series I did. I saw it with yeah. Damon uh, Jr. With Damon Jr. Yeah. I did one with Damon Jr., one with Brandon T. Jackson, one with Afion Crockett called uh, Real Talk with Justin Yeah, you're Irish. great with that. You're yeah. so natural and easy. And, like, you, yeah, I mean, that's definitely another world I feel like you should, you know, pursue. Thanks, man. That's yeah. what I'm going to try to, yeah. I'm gonna one try more to do tool something. in the kit, dude. One more tool in the kit. <laughs> and then, like, Wait, yeah. I want to hear real quick yeah. some Cancun stories. Oh, boy. Uh, well, nothing <laughs> happened. Because that was MTV, I, like, behind I, the scenes of spring break, like, that was in that was when I was in high school, and I would watch those like religiously. Like, oh, I can't wait to get to college. This looks so awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was dope. But I mean, I was in a relationship, oh, shit, so okay. you mm-hmm. know, I couldn't, I couldn't do nothing, you know. But look at all the women I couldn't <laughs> stick my stuff. In. <laughs> but they wanted to give it to me though, oh, for sure. They dude. wanted to do it. It's so crazy because like Nick Cannon was down there at that time because they were shooting like Wilding Out. Um, mm-hmm. The Cancun version or yeah. whatever. Um, Jesus, so, that's popular. So I have met. I saw Nick Cannon and Afion Crockett before I got to really know them. Yeah. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Another homies. Yeah, Afion is. Uh, Nick Cannon, I know Nick Cannon. Like, yeah. we follow each other on social media, but we're not, we're not like, best friends or nothing. But I was just back, backstage at uh, the new tape in a while. And oh, nice. So I was just, How is it? It was dope. It was dope, man. Oh, yeah. So I was hollering at Nick, and I had went with Afion, and yeah, man, it was good. It's uh, kind of crazy that you can get to a certain level with uh, Twitter to where you're like, oh, yeah, I can have, like, certain people you're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm friends with them on Twitter. Like, Crystal Lee was telling me how the Backstreet Boys got on Undateable. Was he, um, uh, AJ, one of the guys, uh, yeah. was following him on Twitter. They started going back and forth, and then Chris was like, you guys should come on the show, and then the ball got rolling or whatever. And I'm like, man, that's insane. And I'm like, well, how many tweets do I have to send to Katy Perry before our friendship develops? Well, you know see, what I'm saying? here's the thing. That might be considered stalking. But listen. <laughs> I don't think so, man. This is what My I... dick pics are salty <laughs> can, uh, can, uh, can, uh, can uh, future Bill Cosby tell current Adam Ray <laughs> not to... <laughs> this is what you got to do. You got to slip on the Mickey. <laughs> well, this is what I was going to say. Yeah. Meek Mill has a, a saying, the rapper. He said, it's levels to this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's all about levels. So there are certain people I could tweet that will yeah. tweet yeah. me back. Yeah. And then there's other people I will tweet, and they will never tweet yeah. me back right. uh, until I get to a level where they think, yeah. okay, I could tweet. I'll yeah. tweet Justin and, back now. Now, what level do you – like Jaden Smith. We, we, we sometimes read his tweets. I'm not on. even on Jaden Smith level. If I tweet him, he would be like, who <laughs> have the you, fuck Have you read his tweets before? No. No, oh, I like – God, they're I like, awesome. Are they? At some point <laughs> – The skies in the universe collab. Dude, and then, oh, dude, what you're – yeah. All right, uh, well, Brad, can you pull up a few? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is just and, – and if – you know what – because what you just said is so funny, but also so close to his actual really? tweets. Really? <laughs> Absolutely. So. I and so. I know we've read some of these before, but you know what? It, it's kind of like, for me, when Goodfellas comes on, like, you you know every line of the movie, but you still watch it. Yeah, still watch it. And it's still good. 
Well, maybe. Wait, so speaking of Ray Liotta, has he had work done? I'm trying to figure come out. Come on. <laughs> Somebody just told me that I opened my eyes up to the idea that men get uh, Botox. Maybe that's what he gets done. He must. Yeah. Well, I mean, I. He's it, great on that Shades of Blue, though. Is I it like dope? Yeah, I like it. I Somebody like told it. me that the show is J-Lo just hooking up with somebody every episode. I'm a whore. No. <laughs> this is what. <laughs> no, no. I, I think. Well, no. I mean, she looks she's, good, under, though, she's huh? undercover. She looks great. Fuck this. And I mean, she's like 63. <laughs> no, no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how old she is. But All right. Here's my dad some. sent me an email a few weeks ago oh, yeah. saying uh, J-Lo's has a residency starting at Planet Hollywood. We got to go. Yeah. She's and bad. I'm like, Dad, you've never sent a what? more like an email <laughs> that I need to respond to and you know, start organizing quicker too. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Well, okay. Here, here, here are some Jaden tweets. Just I in case you're not, ass. just in case you're not familiar with the magic. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's go. No. All right. And then we'll get back to JLo's ass because that's always a good topic. If newborn babies could speak, they would be the most intelligent beings on earth. I'll pass on that. <laughs> can you give? Wait. Can you give? If uh, a bookstore never runs out of a certain book, does that mean that nobody reads it, or everybody reads it? Uh, that's deep. Wait, can you hand it to Jay and let him do it as Chris Rock? Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> that actually might make it, make it great. Okay. Which one? Oh, he has like That's funny. Yeah, here are some just like some of the greatest hits. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. Here. The Great Gatsby <laughs> is one of the greatest movies of all time. Coachella. <laughs> what did he do with Coachella? I have no idea. Jonah Hill is a genius. <laughs> I did a movie with Jonah Hill, 21 Jump Street. He kinda, yeah, he, he, yeah, he is a genius. He is, okay. uh, most trees are blue. <laughs> Why did he tweet that? Uh, These are so much better. There is nutrients in our food. Oh, oh, my bad. I can't read. There is no nutrients in our food anymore or is our soil or in our water. The fuck is he talking about? <laughs> hey man, he wears dresses. Yeah, yeah, he does. He, you know, he, he does. Do it. Yeah, now he wears dresses. Is that what that? Oh, you didn't know that? No. Yeah. Oh, he's li- he literally like models women's clothes. Yeah. What? This might seem like a stupid question, but why? Because he's Jaden. Because he's Jaden so Smith, he and no one's ever said no to him ever. Yeah, he does whatever he wants. Man. I, yeah. I wonder how much parenting Will Smith is really doing. Because hey, man, from a guy who sung, parents just don't understand. Maybe right. he now on the flip side he's like fuck we don't we don't understand. <laughs> so like, I'm not even gonna like, try real. right to tell this kid not to wear dresses Man. or he or he's trying to keep it so real it's like dude I could understand but then I would be going back from my art so I just gotta stick with that message right and just be like parents just don't understand Jaden Smith that's yo. nuts uh, how so when you got 21 Jump Street mm-hmm. that was uh, you I mean you went from what disaster date yeah. So, I mean, that's a fucking... that Because in this business, which we've talked about before, it's like, you're grinding, you're hustling, you're doing... Like, when we were both at the HaHa, I'm sure we are both just, like, fucking trying to do as much videos and stand-up and try, auditions and just, like, having good auditions and then, like, not hearing shit and then getting close and then, like... Uh, um, but you just have to, I'm curious from your standpoint, like what is it, keeping yourself busy obviously helps so that you're not like putting all your eggs in one basket for an audition. Right. But like, are you just a, just, you have a strong mentality when you came out here of just being like, look, I'm just like, I know it's going to take time or. Yeah. Well, I always told myself, uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So I was like, no matter how long it's going to take, I'm going to do it. Cause I look at people like Bernie Mac. You know, yeah. Steve Harvey and yeah. be like, you know, and Rodney Dangerfield and be like, these guys took forever to right. pop. But, 
it doesn't negate the hard the work that they put in. Like these guys were funny, and it, it just takes some people a while to pop. Yeah. And I just always kind of kept that in perspective. But but also at the same time, I was like, when I moved out here, um, I was like, I'm moving out here to be a TV and movie star. Like that's that was like my objective. You know, that's happening. There's nothing stopping you. It. Yeah. So so far, so fuck yeah, it's dude. It's working Wait, out. so okay, so then you get uh, Twenty One Jump Street, and then. I mean that. So what do you? Uh... You know, so funny. Ironically, Jonah Hill hired me because he saw my audition tape and said he reminded me like I was going to be the next Chris Tucker. <laughs> whoa! And now, whoa. I know that's so crazy. So right? maybe so. You know what? On next week, Jaden's mine. Uh, <laughs> that's my nigga. Apparently, Jaden Smith. Uh, I mean, I maybe have to take back everything I said about you because Jonah Hill apparently is a genius. Yeah. Jonah, hey, I appreciate that. Yeah. So, I mean, that was crazy, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, it, yeah what was filming that like? It was great, man. Yeah. It was the best like acting learning experience because I saw Channing and jo- Channing Tatum yeah. mm-hmm. and Jonah Hill uh, doing a scene. They were just walking down a hallway at school talking. And then it clicked for me that, oh, they're not acting, yo. They're just talking. Like sometimes actors, like, they talk like this in an audition. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. And then they wonder why they don't book. It's like you don't sound natural. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You just need to talk. Less is more. Less is more. And so watching that, just being on set and watching that, I was like, oh, and so that helped my acting. You know? Well, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's, sort, it's sort of like how athletes always describe whenever they play with, like, a, a Jordan or a Kobe or a, a two-time Super Bowl champion, Peyton Manning, that, uh, <laughs> he, that, that, he always, that they always, like, they elevate everyone else's game. Absolutely. And, and so, yeah, when, when you're around people like that, I'm, I'm sure it's like, oh, wow, I got to do better because yeah. I got to be at their level. I got to act like I belong here. It's so true, man. There was even days on rush hour where other actors like guest stars would come in mm-hmm. and they're acting i'd be like oh i gotta get my shit together i'm the star of the show i'm the like, star of the show i might want to step yeah, up my, yeah. my acting right yeah, now yeah, yeah. That, um so yeah being around channing and john i mean that definitely uh made me elevate my yeah. my game and and you told me as as we we're walking in uh rush hour the reboot of the movie series as a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Huge. To uh, Thursday, March 31st. March 31st. CBS. PM, CBS. And hour long. Hour long, man. See, that's action, the thing. Action yeah. comedy. Yeah, it's not in a half hour. Like, this is going to be a, like a fucking... This is a, this is a, this is a show. It's a show. This show. is a show that, pe- that people are going to watch for one hour. You'll, you'll, you only get 24 of these things in a day. And people are going to spend one yeah. watching this show. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, man. I feel honored. I feel fortunate, blessed. I feel all those things, man. I and I just hope uh, people like it. You now, know? when you when you get brought up to stage, now when you start headlining, um, like I saw you you posted, you're going back to Baltimore, uh, and you'd been there with Atheon yeah. to feature. And now you're going back to headline for the first time. Right. Yeah. So you're gonna come up uh, to uh, from jerks with cameras, <laughs> or you um, probably swap that out. Well, now, right? they, yeah. yeah, I'll probably swap that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they could say that as long as they yeah, end yeah, with yeah, rush yeah, hour. Yeah, right, right, um, right. But yeah, man, it's, it's crazy, yo. I mean, I always tell people I want everybody to know I'm not doing like a Chris Tucker impression on the show. Right. Like I'm, I'm making it my own. Well, because um, you kind of have to, because yeah. that because. You're not going to do Chris Tucker better than Chris, Chris Tucker, Tucker. You, you know what I mean? So, right. And like that character, he made that character so iconic. It's like, nah, I, yeah. I can't. Like in the same way, kind of going back to your first movie in Twenty One Jump Street, they didn't try to do. No one did a Johnny Depp impression, exactly, or the the other guy. That I can't. <laughs> that I can't that now, I can't did, did they give his name? Did they come to you uh, from? Uh, 
the casting perspective and, and you know sometimes they'll give you uh notes right away and say yo like we dig you like come in don't do like can you well we're not looking for a replica of tucker but have some of the same essence obviously because it's based yeah, on the movie well you know what i didn't listen to their advice yeah. because <laughs> <laughs> because this is what happened I, I i got brought in super last minute i wasn't even because i was attached to another pilot Mm-hmm. Um, the Ken Jong one. The Ken Jong one. Yeah, I was attached to the Ken Jong pilot, and so Peter, the one that uh, and Peter Stagall has been on the podcast. Oh, he he was yeah. on it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so I that's it. how I, that's when I saw Justin at the test, and uh, nice, and uh, he did it and, for Doctor Ken. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you were locked in to do that. So I was locked in to do that. We was waiting to see if it was gonna get picked up, um, and then something happened where they wanted to do some recasting. Yeah. Um, and so I was still involved in it, but they had to do some recasting. So they finally was like, "All right, we'll see Justin for rush hour because we can't find who we who we're looking for." So they let me come in the very last day of auditions. <sighs> Um, and because you and there were, I'm sure they were because you were just starting to get into the groove of acting, right? So like, there's a lot of other people with more experience and bigger resumes ahead of you. Absolutely, yeah. And oh, they I couldn't mean, find it, yeah. so they were like, all right, let's start going to people who might just be great that we're not looking at because mm-hmm. they don't have the fucking long IMDb page. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So they finally looked at me, and I think one of my friends went in, and he was like, yeah, they they said they didn't want us to go too big, and you know, don't go over the top, and and I was like, listen. I grew up watching Rush Hour. Yeah. I love I love those movies, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I love Chris Tucker. I love Rush Hour. I love Buddy Cop films. Ain't no, ain't nobody, <laughs> I was going to say something else. <laughs> ain't nobody going to tell me, a young black dude, how to do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you and, can't, right. your, your, your background, what you were raised like, you can't tell me how to do this because only only a young black guy. Yeah, and more often than yeah. not, it's probably old white execs that we're trying to be like, well, this is how you do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this is how you play a young you black know, cop. He said it, I did it. Yeah. Yeah. But so I yeah. was like, I'm just fucking gonna do me. Cool. Yeah. Now they can either cast me, or they could say we don't like that. Yeah. But I'm gonna go out on my own merit if I don't book it. It's well, gonna yeah, because be- then if you don't and you bow to their whims and then you don't get it then you're always thinking what if what if but if you do it the way you wanted to the way you planned it and the way you know the stuff that you know you could bring to the role then if you don't get it you're like you know what but i did how i wanted i I took a shot yeah and so i'm I'm a strong believer in you know i'll do it my way and then you could give me some adjustments yeah sure you know um so that's essentially but i did it my way off tops Mm -hmm. and killed had a great audition. Did you uh, ad lib? How are you? You seem like you're extremely charismatic in the room with everybody. <laughs> like when you come in, right? Because yeah. that's for me. Sometimes I've had to tone that back because I'll make too much banter and small talk and jokes, and then I'm like, dude, maybe just shut the fuck up and get in there and do the audition. Yeah, it's a it's a fine line. Yeah, it's yeah. A, actors should notice if anybody is still listening to this point. Oh, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, oh, people good. love this podcast. Okay, great. Um, we hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, actors should know that that it's a very fine line between. Coming in, being charismatic, having a little small talk with the casting directors, but mm-hmm. then knowing to not do that shit too much and get to reading the lines. Yeah, because uh, they got to see 47 people that day. Exactly. And they don't want to spend 22 minutes talking to you. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I do that. And, I, yeah, I improv um, you know, I do the script, but also within the script, if I see a joke somewhere out there. If it's it in the context of what's going yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you leave and you're like, all right, well, shit, I did... I, I did what I the best I can do. Yeah, so so yeah, so I did that 
went good. The actors that was coming in after me because they could hear through the walls, they was like, nigga, we ought to go home. <laughs> oh, you were crushing. Dude, then, that's good to hear. Right. And I was like, well, yes, you should. Uh, <laughs> but, no, I didn't say that. But and, and the guy that told you that was going out for the Jackie Chan part. So the fact that he was Asian <laughs> right. and still said that to you, that's... Exactly. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And so, actually, so then I actually heard that they had passed still because I think they was looking at somebody else, or probably a bigger name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I guess that didn't go through. And then they had me do a callback last minute on tape that they wanted me to submit. And so I submitted the tape. I went to go do a show in Texas. When I landed in Texas, I was only there for like two hours to do like South by Southwest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was only there for about two hours. I get a call from my manager saying Warner Brothers is going to pay to fly you back out to L.A., uh, so you could test tomorrow morning. So I didn't even get to do those shows. Uh, that, is, that is a whirlwind of fuck. I mean, like it was crazy. Literally, you land, you just got to get back on, and then that's I mean, exactly what happened. Are you just are you on the plane? Or are you just going over your sides I'm just like going crazy? Out, yeah, at the airport because I mean, I was literally in, in Austin for like two hours. Then I'm heading back to the airport, and I'm the whole time at the airport. I'm just going over my sides on the plane, going over my sides that night, Prepare. just preparing, and then yeah. I had my test uh, the next day for like four hours or something. What? Four crazy. hours? It was crazy, yo. Reading with... Uh, the SAT they... test wasn't that long. Yeah, exactly. Holy shit. Exactly. They, had they already cast... Um, who's John, your John Fu. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they had already cast him, so he came in to read with me. So I think I just read with the producers, Bill Lawrence and, yeah. and Blake and Arthur and all those guys. I read with them first, and John Turtletub, the director. So I read with them first, then John came in, I read with him... Then we had to wait on the head of Warner Brothers to come in um, because uh, he he's the head of Warner Brothers. He's taking a and shit, that's yeah. Producing it. What, uh, were the, the stakes are higher. Are you more nervous at this point? Nah, man. I don't buckle under pressure. I shit. just don't. Where do you get that from? <laughs> like a champ, he responded like that. He didn't hesitate. He said that like Vladi Divac smoking a cigarette right. at the foul line. I don't, I don't buckle. <laughs> I don't buckle under pressure. Well, no. I, I buckle you. if you touch my shoulder, I may fall. But that's a flop. But, uh, I'm a you frail know. Yugoslavia. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. Nah, man. You know what? It comes from doing open mic comedy clubs. You know, Dude, it's, it comes from doing open mic. That prepares you for anything. It prepares you for tests because yeah. look at it like this. When you do an open mic as a stand-up comedian, you're in there, especially when it's all comics in the room. Yep. You're in there with like five to 12 comics. <laughs> they don't give a fuck about what you're about to say. Nope. They're like, I hope you're funny. But in the meantime, I'm, I'm looking down at my cell phone, not paying attention to you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the environment that you placed in. So you have, when you do an open mic as a stand-up comedian, it's like, how can I be funny enough to get these comics to look up, pay attention, mm-hmm. and then laugh at the stuff I'm saying? So when I'm testing in front of like network executives, that's nothing. Because they're paying attention. Because yeah. they're, they're actually paying Well, some of them are. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, some, some of them are paying attention. Some of them ain't. But I'm like, if I could get a, a room full of bitter comedians to laugh, then wow. I can... Not all of them bitter, no, but, yeah. but, but comics that's just like, oh, sure. they're just yeah. waiting to go up. Yes. Yeah, I'll say that. They're just worried about their own set. Yeah, they're worried about their own set. And I understand that. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah, guilty we're all of that there. also. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not there for the show. People in the test are there for the show. Yeah, but people there for the test are there for, they're there for the show. Yeah. And so, to, so when I'm in that room and I know they're looking at me... Because because at the end of the day, for the most part, they, they're hoping you are the right person. They, do they want you to make it easy for them. They want you to make it yeah. easy for them. So I, I just go in there and, you know, do me. And, and I, you know, I can honestly say I've never, so far, just knocked on wood. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a bad test. I haven't always booked it. But I haven't had a. You test. walk out every time going, "Fuck, I did that." That's the best Justin hires. Yeah. That's if they don't want that guy, that's cool. But that's yeah. my take, and I fucking love what Absolutely. I just did. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. dude. Getting I say that all the time. Getting to that point, and in and of itself, takes time, man. Like you talk about finding your voice as a comic takes time, 
but just getting comfortable with the audition, audition, audition process, process, um, where you walk out of the room, like, you, and you have to have that mentality because you know you're not going to book every job, mm-hmm. and uh, and it takes a while to get to that point to where you're getting in a groove to where. And hopefully you start booking things, and then people are coming at you for stuff. Absolutely. But just getting to a point to where you walk out, going, "Cool, man! It's I did everything I can." Because walk, you know, it, it happened to me when I was first getting going. Where I'd walk out, and I would be bummed about not getting the job, but I'd be more bummed at myself because I'm like, "Dude, you didn't um, prep enough, or you didn't you didn't give your best uh, uh, version in there. You didn't right. give yourself an opportunity to get booked. Right. So if you didn't even do that, then what the fuck? So um, that's dope." Yeah, man. Thanks, man. Uh, and, so, uh, I, was, I was gonna say, and then uh, we we both saw that we both saw the preview that's online oh, cool. uh, of of the show. We played during the Super Bowl too. Yeah, man. Which, that was dope. That's insane. That I mean, crazy, what man. the hell? So cool. How many texts and tweets and fucking hand jobs did you get that day? Man, well, <laughs> I had one person eat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's what a Super Bowl preview. Uh, that's will what do. Super Bowl previews does. Yeah. Holy crap! You have women uh, offering to eat yeah. your ass. If you're out there listening, young comedians and actors, <laughs> get a Super Bowl commercial. Your ass will be eaten. Uh, wow. Have that moist booty. <laughs> Last night, <laughs> that must have been crazy, though. It was crazy, man. I mean, you know, I mean, I, and I've never had like a Super Bowl commercial, so to have like, to me, to have a rush, yeah, dude. promo, like mm-hmm. air, like right before the the Super Bowl kickoff, it was crazy. What was the coolest text you got? Um, I hope your show fails. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. You know what, though? <laughs> Sincerely, <laughs> Bill Cosby from the future. <laughs> you know, I, 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 actually, I actually got a joke kind of like that about, I said how, how rude online comics uh, comments are. Yeah. And I was like, when I was able to make the news public, the first comment said, fuck that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> He'll, he'll never be better than Chris Tucker. Signed, Chris Tucker. <laughs> but, uh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I say that on my stand-up. But that's not true. I mean, he would never. You met him, though, yeah? I have met him. Hey, man. Yeah. Chris Tucker, I'm telling you, he's one of the reasons I got into stand-up comedy. Before I booked this show, I, uh, I was doing a show at the comedy store. Um, and I was just performing. He was just there. Um, I guess he was about to go on tour or whatever, working on material. And he was just sitting in the audience, and I, and I was having a great set. And I looked over and I said, I stopped my show and I was like, hey, man, I just want you to know I love you. You're one of the reasons I got into comedy. Uh, and, I, and I love you, bro. And he was like, I love you too, man. I love you too, man. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, and freaking two years later. Wait, so at what point of the uh, process of the show did he show up and, like, consult, obviously, right? No, he didn't show up because he's busy. Doing shit. <laughs> he's like oh, a man. father that wasn't there. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. So you didn't see him at all during the... No, not, not during the process. However... Uh, we do have all the original producers. Brett, yeah, mm-hmm. Brett Ratner, who directed yep. the, the movies, uh, he's an executive producer. Uh, we have Arthur Sarkisian, who was the original producer of those films. He's oh, one of the producers. So we have the original team nice. that actually put the movie together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, the, you know he'll reach out at some point. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I look at it like this. He wants to make sure that the show is successful. Yeah, sure. And I get that. I'm sure if the show is a hit, second season, I'm sure he'll pop up or something. Come on. Right. be amazing. Cameo be or, hell, love, even better, they'll make a Rush Hour 4, four. whatever the, the hell they're and on. And that's what I'm, ho- I'm hoping for. And I, I'm hoping they do a Rush Hour 4. Well, if this show does what I think it's going to do, then, yeah, dude, that's the logical next move. Yeah, I, absolutely, man. So. Back to the movies. And... And we want, and we saw the preview. It looks like like and correct me if I'm wrong. It looks like the show starts off and kind of goes through, kind of reiterates the story, kind of mm-hmm. like gets everyone set again. 
but then you guys obviously if you're shooting that many episodes and they're all an hour long like you guys are going off into your own original plots right yeah, that's completely correct so the first yeah. episode the pilot episode is like a reboot of the movie right. so there's going to be some similarities when it sure. comes to certain scenes and stuff yeah, like that yeah hey be a be a babysitter for this all Chinese guy exactly. coming in yeah 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 exactly yeah, yeah. and then every episode after that episode 2 to 13 are completely new crazy stories you know awesome. that that that's just brand new material and it's dope, man. And you I'm got really to like excited. shoot guns and sh- like, uh, dude. I mean, like in the heat, I got to hold, shoot, shoot and hold guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was maybe some of the coolest shit I've ever done. Yeah, and I've never shot a gun before. Me neither. Uh, well, Super Soaker, but that doesn't count. Yeah, Super Soaker doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. I've shot my Johnson uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, under the dining room table. Under the dining room table. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Was that, was the that, eye of the tiger. I, I feel like what you just explained was like like a really perverted version of Clue. Like Justin Hires <laughs> under the table, stroking his Johnson to eye of the tiger. Uh, uh, he won the game. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that, it was crazy. You know, I, I sometimes think because as an actor and a comedian, you go to the movies and you'll see other actors like doing like action scenes yeah. and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and you're like, man, that'd be so cool to do. And then to to be in a position that you're actually doing that stuff, and it's like it's crazy. Like I'm doing stunts. Like no prep work for that. Did you? Have, I mean, no well, prep work. I mean, cra- yeah. crazy enough. I am a first degree black belt. What? And it's so random. In what? And karate. So right. in what? Uh, the yeah. fuck kind of question? <laughs> well, there's different there's styles. Different, there's, there's Kamigra. There's, there's judo. There's uh, taekwondo. Okay. There's karate. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. At, at least I just want to make sure you're in what world of. Uh, yeah, hand to hand combat fighting. <laughs> yes, I don't know if you meant like black belt of like yeah, rice krispie oh, treat. Cookies. No, yeah, no, not like oh no, he's a he's a black belt in accounting. Like no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, not, yeah. no, not that. Yeah, I'm the best at banking. <laughs> uh, That's yeah, incredible. Yeah, so but it was so long ago. But however, those skills are still in me. And mm-hmm. so you do that all the way back in middle school. You get yeah. your black belt. But for whatever reason, and because I'm black, I'm naturally athletic. And so <laughs> you, co- you combine all of that. What? Yeah. And ESPN was- said that's not true. <laughs> Did they really? <laughs> um, you combine all of that. And yeah, man. And my, so my, my martial arts background definitely helped me like already be prepared to do like all those stunts and action sequences. I mean, I'm doing fight scenes. And that's like. We learn our fight scenes right before we shoot the fight scene. No way. Wow. It's not like a day of prep. It's not like a week of prep. It's like, so we're doing scene 39 right now. You have a fight scene. Here's the choreography. Y'all run it while we set up the cameras, and then they set up the Holy cameras. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's crazy. Thank God, yeah. I mean, Steve Martin wrote in his book, you're going to use everything you ever learned, and that's how true is that for you? It's so true. Because you were telling me at the comedy store that uh, you're just how exhausted you were, and you're like, people don't understand the hour show and you being in pretty much every scene, having so much dialogue that there were, you had no downtime to do. I mean, to even yeah. be on your phone and be answering anything or tweeting anything because when you're not shooting, you're memorizing lines. You're Absolutely. not memorizing lines, you're learning fight. I mean, it's just... Yeah, I mean, it was the hardest thing I've ever done as an actor. Yeah. You know, I'm sure mm-hmm. there's much harder jobs than, you know, anybody in the military is doing a way harder job than what sure. I'm doing. Well, the fuck you to the Mexican guy seemed like not a, <laughs> not a small task, but I mean... But, but yeah, man, I mean, as an actor, I mean, I was doing 13 to 15-hour days every day, Monday through Friday. For how many months? Uh, six months. Yeah. And we yeah. only shot 13 episodes. A full order of a series is typically 22 to 24 episodes. Mm-hmm. I was happy that it was only 13 episodes um, because wow. I was 
drained physically mentally yeah. it was crazy but i was like i got to put in this work and hopefully it pays off big you what know? did you do to kind of get your mind straight each day i mean would you i mean could you sleep were you Man, so because oh, being prayed. thrust into that world immediately you, you've also just like and dealing with now like I mean, I'm sure you got comfortable being on set, but now you're just like thinking like, man, I want to, you're so much more focused on like, I want to deliver on everything because this, of of what it could mean. Yeah, right? and I mean, that's the crazy thing you, when you're doing so, when you're in almost every scene like I was, because everyone know acting is a hurry up and wait yeah. big job yeah. as an actor. You, so it's usually, you hurry up, I got to get to set at 6 a.m., but you don't shoot your, your scene until 1 o'clock p.m., right? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But not when you're the star of the show. No. And not when it's the first season and not when you're in every scene. Um, mm-hmm. So I would get there at 6 o'clock, and, you know, I don't rap till nine ten o'clock at night. And basically, God. I mean, I just had lunchtime. That's that's when I kind of got my breaks. I made sure that I went back to my trailer because I was on set all day talking to everybody and doing my scenes. But lunchtime is when I would go back to my trailer <clears throat> for that 30 minutes to an hour and, and just kind of reset and kind of De- reset. Yeah, and, like, re- decompress and yeah. just not have to think business or anything for a while. Absolutely. Uh, and then you're co-stars he is he like uh, do you guys do like a bunch of chemistry together like chemistry reads or is, is they send you guys out for putt-putt tournaments like to build like <laughs> they're about to when john, we start promoting this show john, I'm saying, fu. Like, john fu they must have like been like hey you guys like yeah, hang out like here's some warner brother cash and like go to a titty bar for a couple hours well find out each other's favorite color kind of i mean this is what happened when we did when i had the test that was my first time <laughs> meeting him so we mm-hmm. had already read together, and the read went good. Yeah. Like, luckily, he allowed me room to play and improv, so that was great, great of him. You can tell, I think, initially, can't you, with another actor? You're just like, oh, I think we're on the same page. Yeah. You know, we, just vibes, styles. Our, our chemistry is great yeah. because he's a natural introvert, and I'm a natural extrovert. Which Perfect. is um, the characters. Which, which are the characters. So that works. So it works perfectly. And so when we were waiting on Peter Roth, the head of Warner Brothers, to get there, I made sure that we... Found even more chemistry. So in that time when we were waiting, we went in the lobby. I was asking him about his family, his background, awesome. you know, mm-hmm. his martial arts, um, and all of that stuff. So that we could kind of build that rapport. Um, so we did that. I got the job. And then people don't know the final audition. People, the actors, actors listening, comedians, actors <laughs> listening. The final audition really is the table read. So mm-hmm. even after you get the job. You have a they, they table could read. They still throw you out. They can still kick your ass yeah. off. So I knew. So before we had the table read, I think Bill Lawrence might have suggested the producer. He was like, "Y'all should probably go out and, you know, get some drinks together or something like that." So we met at a, a, a bar or something like that and just kicked it or whatever, yeah. talked or whatever. And yeah, because and so when we did that table read. I wanted to make sure we had as much chemistry as possible because that's when they had a CBS. Or is there in the room? Les Moonves was there. He wasn't there. Yeah, um, oh, but okay. Nina Tassler was there. Jesus. Um, so Nina was there, and like you got the heads of CBS, you got the heads of Warner Brothers, and it's like that is your final. Isn't that audition. crazy? You had the job, but now you're you really still lose the job. Yeah, you have the job, but you can still lose the job because it's many nuts. actors have been fired. After the table, well, there's so oh, many yeah. cooks in the fucking kitchen that like, and some of them don't show up until the meal's about to be served. Exactly, and they're like, "The fuck kind of sauce is in there?" Yeah, it, what, exactly. Did what you read that fuck? on a Snapple cap? No, but that was a brilliant metaphor. That was a brilliant metaphor. That was a good metaphor. I'd like to put a pill in and fuck. Okay, that's my nigga. But yeah, man, you have one person that wasn't there just come and go. Exactly. If Does he have to? Because if it's the one wrong, and I've learned that about testing for other shows, yeah. 
man, if the one person of ultimate power in that room don't yeah. like you, yeah, for whatever reason, ah, his teeth are a little too big. You know, you don't know what the reasons are. Yeah. You cannot get the role. And so I knew when I did that table read, I have to perform like we are shooting this fucking show. Right. So I, and, and it worked out. And they actually told me, the heads of CBS, they came on set when we were shooting the series, and it was like, your table read won us over. Like, because you, oh, just, you took man. control of the room. What did you do that was different from any of the other uh, auditions? I mean. Well, I don't even know if they really saw any of it. Well, they might have seen my call back. I, I guess they saw my testing yeah. tape. But, but I mean, did you get? Were you get? Were you active? Did you get up? I mean, I didn't get up. No. But I mean, I acted from that chair. And you were not in your page too much. You knew your shit, so you were like, I want to, or a little bit of both. Yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna fuck up these words. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, when I had to look down, I would look down, but yeah. I was still making sure I was acting and giving and, a full performance, giving a full performance and delivering those words. correctly. Damn, dude. Yeah, man. That's smart, dude. Yeah. Lesson. I mean, that that is great uh, advice for um, God. Not only for me to hear that, but just. Uh, Anyone who's getting uh, in the, the, the heat of the grind and, and getting to that position to where that's a possibility, it's like you still – you got to bring it all the time. Yeah. And that's just, I think, mm-hmm. a rule of thumb for being in L.A. once you get to a place where you know, you might be at the comedy store where there's nine people on a bringer show or at the improv on a packed house. But by the time you go up, you know, uh, you just never know. And you, if you get in a rhythm of being consistent, I think, with like just bringing it all the time, it's, right. it's, you practice how you play, man. Yeah, you, yeah. I a lot agree. of Divot said that. <laughs> <laughs> you it's practice second. how you play. I practice falling down. <laughs> what? I also uh, love Marlboro Reds. <laughs> uh, John Fu, does he come? Does he come from a martial arts background? Is he? He does. Yeah. Uh, I think he said. I think he told me one day he's been training for twenty years. Oh um, shit! This dude can do a backflip. You know, like I could use. I used to could do a backflip, but I used to have to do like a round off first and yeah. then do a backflip. Yo, we're doing a scene one day, and he just does a backflip. <laughs> With ease, like Jeez. a fucking gazelle. Like, it's crazy. Like, wow. Yo, yo so yeah, he's the real deal, he man. He looks legit in the trailer. He, yeah, right? he does most of his, his own stunts. You know, he actually don't like it when the stuntman has to do his stunts. He's like, I mean, I, and he's actually British. Um, what? Yeah, so, I mean, he speaks with the Asian accent. Sure. But he's from um, London. Um, so he's actually Chinese and Irish. Dude, the, if the if the, if, you, if you if you need more of a reason, American actors to step your game up. No kidding. I mean, it's like now they're coming a, over taking our. Yeah, they're taking over. You well, know? I mean, they're not even taking our jobs. They're taking the jobs of <laughs> right. people that came over here to take our jobs. Yeah, that's true. What the fuck? Yeah, he's getting that, it in. That's right. a whole. That's a whole other level. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. He was like, I I want to do my own stunts, man. I, I you know I just like doing my own stunts. So, I mean, he's a beast, though. Hey, did you give you any tips when you're about to, like, hold a gun a certain way or do a, a roundhouse kick? or? Nah, I mean, because we leave the martial arts stuff to him, at least his first season. Yeah. I mm-hmm. do more like the brawling and boxing type fighting and, okay. and shooting. I, kill, I, I murder. What? I'm a, I'm a murderer. <laughs> what is that like? Wait, so when you shoot the – I mean, they have – there's stuff that they put on the actors. Sometimes yeah. they do that, and then sometimes I think they do it in post-production. Um, okay. The effects or whatever. The squibs the and squib, stuff. The squibs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Squibs are the things that blow up, and there's a little, like, little blood packet in there, so it looks like Wait, so did you shot. shoot someone with a squib, though? I murder people every episode. <laughs> Holy shit. What is that like, man? I'm a serial killer. <laughs> oh, Dude, I'm, I'm always justified. Anytime I, anytime I shoot anybody on that show, it is definitely justified. My life yeah. or somebody's life is in danger. But then at I'm the same a legitimate time, cop. Okay, cool. Like you're there as a like you play cops and robbers as a kid. Like right. and you play, play war Grand or whatever. Theft Auto, Grand yeah. Theft Auto. Like the fact that you still get to do that, you're still there's that still childlike 
voice in you that's like, holy shit, this is cool. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. It, it, it's definitely a power thing. It's, it's, <laughs> I like, sometimes I fuck with the guest stars. If they like playing the bad guy, and I'm like, you know, you, you won't be coming back. Because. <laughs> I won't kill you. I don't, I don't care, care, how, you. I don't I don't care how good you are in this I don't scene. Care. I don't in care fact, if you're too good, I'm going to shoot you before you even get your last line in. <laughs> exactly. So they'd be like, oh, well, maybe you don't have to kill me. I said, no, no. Oh, no, for no, sure. I gotta, I my guy kills you. people. My guy kills people. They got the type, buddy. I can't. Now, how, how is that being on set just from, because we've talked about just the transition, too, which you're now going to go through from being, like, featured a headliner. Like, yeah. the first, like, first year I headlined, I told Brad, I was like, man, it's, it took me about six, seven months of doing it to just transition from going like okay like taking control of my show and being concerned of things like if the host that they provided was doing 15 up top and he was garbage yeah. and he'd been doing it for two months and I, I i would you know the first handful of months i'd be like no i'm just glad to be headlining this is dope i don't want to fuck up my relationship with this club so i'm not going to speak up but then after a while you're like no, this is my show this reflects on me so i'm going to say to the host hey man you're only doing five or to the manager hey can we find a different host yeah. because this yeah. is my show and it's so reflects on you. So. Yeah. So yeah. being on set, like, did you did it? Uh, was there a point when you kind of like just got more comfortable and being like, I'm the lead of a fucking network series? Well, yeah. And you know what? I actually did that from the pilot. Um, I realized that I am the lead on the show. Um, I'm number one on the call sheet. And mm -hmm. what you want to do is you want to create an environment. I, I well, what I wanted to do was create an environment where everyone wanted to be there. You know, I wanted the, the the crew and the cast to have fun. I wanted them to, to be happy just to show up to work, you know, because mm -hmm. we have to work long hours together. We see yeah. each other longer than we see our families. So I wanted to make sure all of that was good. Yeah. And so I made sure every day I had a positive attitude. I made sure that I spoke to everybody. <laughs> they used to laugh. They was like, Justin is talking to the sound guy. Nobody talks <laughs> to the sound guys. And I'm like... Yeah, man. Like, that's... Dude, that's that's what makes dude, a difference. That, yeah, and, and that, guy a difference. Could, that guy could fuck up. Your my, scene. You fuck up my scene with yeah. that audio. Exactly. And no one's going to blame the sound guy. They're going to be like, oh, man, Justin talks weird. You know <laughs> exactly. what I mean? Like, exactly. so, yeah, it, it, and that's important to do. Did somebody yeah. tell you to, to act that way or, or that? Well, I heard a Will Smith interview a long time ago, and I think I just heard how they said that he would even talk to, like, the background actors. Mm -hmm. um, and I do, I've done background once. Um, I realized that I would never do it again. But I did it once. <laughs> yeah, and it's hard work and it's it, thankless. Yeah, it's thankless, right? Yeah. And so basically, I just realized, hey man, at the end of the day, I realized two things: you should be a good person just for the sake of being a good person, right? Mm -hmm. Without wanting anything in return. This is just my personal belief. Yep. I feel like you should be a good person in life just for the sake of being a good person. And the second reason why you should be a good person is because especially in Hollywood, you don't know where somebody's going to be at in their career five years from now yeah. or eight years from now or ten years from now. And the same person that you shitted on is the same person that now has a TV show, the mm -hmm. same person that's now starring in movies. And so now you're like, man, they won't hire me. Well, you was a fucking asshole to that person. Yeah, mm -hmm. even if it wasn't a big deal, but you like, you know, they, they – I don't know, man. You cut in line in them and something, and they exactly. say, excuse me, and you go, shut up, right? Fuck off, man. Like I, I got to do this, like something little, and so I just practice the habit of like right. being selfless and being generous and yeah. being sweet and talking to everybody yeah. and like getting the habit of of because. Also, I'm sure uh, that's how I am. Like when I do uh, weekends, I get to know the Brad the same way. Get to know the staff because it yeah. makes me more comfortable to uh, do my job right. when I feel like, oh, cool. 
I have some rapport with them. They're going to do their job great right. because yeah. they're going to want me to do well the same right. way I want them to do well. Yeah, right. yeah. If you're if you're an asshole to the to the wait staff, they're not going to no. want to jump on a heckler for you or es- escort them out or keep quiet or or recommend do you like to whatever. Just talk about. Yeah. I mean, it's just right. it all uh, pays off. Was there? Uh, uh, that's funny you say talking to the sound guy. People were like, "That's so crazy." Was there, <laughs> right. was there any sort of though, like so I mean, insane. from Ratner or yeah. um, even John Fu or somebody that like uh, just or a guest star actor that came on that was like gave you some like I don't know Hollywood advice had been around like some Hollywood. Well, Brett Ratner, he told me. Well, he said the advice he gave Chris was to talk fast. He said he told him to talk fast because he realized the audience would just be more engaged. At like someone mm-hmm. talking fast, and if they was like talking slow. Now I naturally talk fast, anyways. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I mean, that was something. But other than that, you know, I think everybody was just like, oh, enjoy the moment, you know, and just have mm-hmm. fun because when you're working those amount of hours and you're doing all that shit, you could kind of get jaded, you know. And it's sure. kind of like by episode nine, you're like. Fuck this! Like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck all of this shit! Yeah, fuck all this money! Fuck yeah. this! Fuck. And so, you know, I always made sure to remind myself, like, this is literally what I prayed for. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I literally got down on my knees, prayed to God that I would be the star of a television show. Wow! You have this, and I'm talking about I did that, done it for a while, but I literally did that a week before I had my audition. Wow! Mm-hmm. Crazy. And so it's like when you when you do that and you have those moments, it's like be thankful you're acting. Shut the fuck up, do your job, <laughs> you know, wow. and be thankful that you're doing. And then this. I mean, you you you, you exactly. put that out, and then you get good things back. Like I saw you tweeted uh, that you saw your do- like that when your daughter saw the preview. Yeah, like she got all happy and That's like crazy man. And like damn, they want to cry right now. Yeah, like how like how does that make you feel when your kid who. You're all. I feel. I'm not a parent, but I, I feel like if you're a parent, you're always trying to impress your kids, make sure your kids look up to you, and so like a good example. Yeah. yeah. And now, how, how does it make you feel? Like if your your daughter sees you on your show on TV, and, crazy, and, and and just goes, "I want to see that now." It's that was the best feeling. My, my so my daughter saw my my Super Bowl spot basically, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and like she got excited. She's like, "That's daddy." How old is she? That's she's two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, that's daddy. She'll be three in April. She's like, that's daddy, that's daddy. And she calls me super daddy when anytime she sees me on a, on a screen. Oh, so she be like, super daddy. And she was laughing. And, and man, nothing. I'm talking about, I always tell people, yeah. she is my greatest accomplishment. Yeah. You know, nothing I will ever achieve will be greater than having my daughter. I mean, it, it, it's like daughter. I mean, close second has got to be jerking off. Yeah, absolutely. On, 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 on oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Table. Like, that's close. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and yeah. she's got to know that. And she, she respects that. You know, <laughs> she and, understands. It, you know, if yeah. she gets older, if she fucks up too much, jerking off on the table might pass her She'll up. Pass her. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. She, and she, then the next time, I'm going to jerk off on top of the table. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Eat your cereal around that shit. Yeah. Uh, what, so, wait, so two and a half years ago. So she's. So, did having her up your game as far as uh, so. your ag- aggressiveness to wanting to to plant your seed in this business? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, ha- having a child, it's like you have somebody to provide for, you have somebody mm-hmm. to look for, look out for. So it's like, yeah, it's like step your game up because it's not just about me or my lady. It's about it's about this person that didn't ask to be here. So yeah, you know, and what's your name? Jai. It's great. There you name. go. Yeah. There you go. Well, hey, man, you're fucking killing it. And yeah, now you're a super YouTube star, 
stand up and TV. Like I, I, I love the fact you're going into all these avenues and you're excelling in all these avenues, and uh, you have a great work ethic. And I love when good things happen to people that have a great work ethic. Yeah, and, man. I mean, nice, the man. the first few times that we met at the hot, and then like, what's crazy is like every time I've seen when we talk, like we, you know, this is the long longest conversation we probably had. Yeah, but absolutely. like the conversations were long enough, and like there was a good enough. Like just genuine rapport and like what's up, what's up, and and recognizing the other person like getting after it, and so uh, man, I was so pumped when I saw you got this show. Thanks, man. And to hear how hard you've been crushing it and working for it, it's uh, it's just the beginning. Uh, Rush hour, CBS Thursdays, March right? 31st. March thirty first, the 10 premiere, ten p.m. Uh, and uh, watch that JustinHires.com For all your stand-up dates. Yeah, because you're probably hitting the road. Yeah, I'm about yeah. to hit the road. Tough starting in April, so I'm doing Denver. Um, and I'm doing Baltimore, so go to justinhires.com. Like tires, but with an H hires. And so, all my social media is Justin Hires too. Yeah, so Perfect. ladies, what we're trying to say is <laughs> March thirty first, he becomes a major star, so you kinda wanna be like you know how you wish you had IBM stock, like that like like back when it started. <laughs> yeah. Be nice to this guy now. Yeah, so that you can get uh seats to a live taping of Death, my <laughs> nigga. Is that it? I think we done changed the title. Like, but it, it, as long as it ends with nigga, it's still funny. It's like that's my nigga. Here go my nigga. It's like we've had like four titles in the in this fucking show. But hey, man, you know. Show. Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.